Welcome into the latest Daily Wager Extra podcast. I'm Doug Kazarian. You get a double dose of me. I did the Daily Wager podcast with Anita Marks, the daily weekday one. That's 10 minutes or less. So you can go check that out. She and I break down the Thursday night card and also look at some other, uh, well, Thursday night NFL game, I should say, and then the other games on the card, a little NBA, a little college football as well. But coming up, uh, John Murray, a Las Vegas odds maker, will join me and we'll go through this a unique card here in the NBA, uh, NFL, really not that attractive of a card. Like the primetime games are so-so, starting with Denver and Cleveland with Baker Mayfield out tonight. But just the rest of the weekend, we'll get into it. Why? You know, double-digit spread. So Murray and I will break that down. We'll try to find some plays that we like. And then also the baby bankroll bonanza. But uh, which games the house will need? How's the house going to bounce back after back-to-back Losing week, so good job by the people. Let's keep it up, and uh, let's get to Mr. Murray. Kicking is for losers. It sure is, and on that note, we bring in Mr. Executive Director John Murray. Good to be with you, my friend, and uh, we had some fun kicking moments last weekend. Yeah, I don't know if they were that fun, though. The, like There was nothing fun about the end of the New England-Dallas game. That oh, was the, the opposite of fun. The opposite of fun. Uh, first, Dallas kicks that field goal what was it? They missed a field goal and then they had to pick six. McCarthy on top of it all though. Don't you worry. Don't you? Oh yeah. I'm sure that's just how he drew. It's just how he drew it up. Right. Mm -hmm. So they missed the field goal, which we actually wanted them to make it because we needed, we just needed New England to cover the spread. Right. They missed. Then there's the, then we're like, okay, we're good. Pick six. And like, okay, we're screwed. Ton of touchdown. Okay. Well, don't get the two. They get it. And then Dallas goes down. Dallas converted the third and 25, and then they made the field goal to force overtime. I thought we were out of the woods when New England won the coin toss. And then New England with a very questionable punt, I thought. Yes. Yeah. And, then, and then Dallas scored a touchdown in overtime to cover all the numbers, and the game went over the total, obviously. Uh, wild game. A wild, that, that, that game goes down, I think, in gambling history. Really? Yeah, I know. I know. I look, well, it, I'm was, always... it was the highest. It was the highest volume game of the weekend by far. Uh, it was one of our. It was one of our highest volume games of the year. I think in the in terms of the afternoon time slot, I think that'll be one of our highest volume one twenty five games all season. And for for Dallas to cover like that was pretty uh, memorable, not in a good way. C D Lamb just teasing you, uh, taunting as he crosses the goal line, and <laughs> so the, the books take it on the chin though a week ago, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, we definitely did. We actually lost more the the week prior, but we did uh, we did not do well. You know, what really could have bailed us out would have been if Seattle had beat Pittsburgh on Sunday Night Football. It looked like they were at least going to get a tie after Pittsburgh had to punt, and then on the first play, T.J. Watt strips Geno Smith. <laughs> so uh, that was that was a tough one. Uh, we we did you, do well on Monday Night Football. Yeah, but you get the Monday Night, night dog well. win yeah. outright. So that's. We did. Little yeah. saving, little silver lining, because it could have been really bloody. Um, mm-hmm. If uh, even if, if the Steelers covered Sunday night, it could have been really, really bloody. Okay, yeah. so let's get to t- this week's card. Kind of a unsexy card, if you will. A lot of big lines. And you and I, you know, I interviewed you for my little blurb I do for NFL Best Bets column, and just you know, you're not expecting a huge handle on a lot of these games. Is that a word? Unsexy. That, that's I a, made a that's word. A good I way made it a word. word. Right. That's a good way of putting it. This this week is not this isn't a great week in college or pro football in terms of really high profile matchups. Uh, I don't I don't know if this is going to be a particularly big handle week. There's also a lot going on. 
people's attention is divided right now. We've got the Major League Baseball playoffs going on. There's just a lot going on right now. The game tonight, very, very sharp money in the market on Denver. But, you, you know, that number's long gone because these, these wise guy groups were taking five. Uh, very sharp bet on Denver plus four came in, I want to say, on Monday. And now we're all the way down to Cleveland minus one. Not a an unsexy Thursday night game. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to agree with you on that. Although I think this was the matchup that a few years ago was one of my favorite field goals ever. Wasn't it? Wasn't it Denver Cleveland when Vance Joseph kicked a field goal down by four late in the fourth quarter? <laughs> I think it was. That's one of my all time. I favorite forget moments. which who the opponent was. I definitely remember. I think it was Denver Cleveland. I, th- I think it was like a Saturday night game. You know, late in the year when they do those Saturday night games, yeah, NFL yeah. games. They play. I think it was Denver Cleveland, and Vance Joseph was down by four, <laughs> and he kicked a field goal with just like a few minutes left. One of my all-time favorites. So it's possible we could have some funny moments tonight, at least. My God, my God, that was awesome. Um. Okay, I, yeah, I mean, I did a podcast with Anita Marks. I mean, look, there's no way we would bet this game if we were on a Sunday. So the fact that it's isolated on island game, you'll get handle. It's just not that interesting. I do think Denver stinks. I do think Bridgewater is way better than Drew Locke, but but he's banged up a little bit. So we'll see what happens with that injury situation. Let's go to Sunday. You have all these big favorites, right? You got the big revenge game for Goff and, and coming back, and Dan Campbell just... He's broken man. He's a broken, broken man wearing his yeah. heart on his sleeve. So you got these, you know, two yeah. touchdown favorites basically. Although Tampa's down to twelve and a half. Do you get much handle on these? Like, how does it work? Can you be a broken man after four or five weeks? I, I feel like Dan Campbell needs to settle down. I mean, it's been like five games. Uh, no, they don't. They don't want to lay. You're not going to get a lot of straight bets on the Rams or on the Cardinals or even the Bucks because. People don't want to lay that many points. That, that's, not where, that's not where their focus is going to be. Their focus is going to be more like somebody like the Chiefs or the Packers even, even though they're laying eight and a half. Carolina is getting a lot of bets. Uh, I, I'd say that uh, the, the public, just, they don't want to lay those enormous numbers. They don't want to lay over two touchdowns in an NFL game, and I can't blame them. Yeah, no, look, it's the NFL. I think if I were to play Arizona, I'd play them in the first half, I think. Excuse me, Houston. If I were to play Houston, I think it's Arizona's flat to start. They could just pull away. The, the Texans are terrible. I was on them last weekend. It's it's painful to bet on this team. For every performance you get, like they had against New England, you get two or three mm-hmm. awful ones. So where are you where do you uh, where are you pointing for Survivor this Sunday? There's a few options for yeah, sure. Yeah, no, it's a it's a really good I, question. I think, and yeah. I say this all the time, but it's important to mention. It, it really depends on the size of your Survivor pool. So if you have a huge pool, oh for sure. You sure. got to like play the long game, right? You got to get cute a little bit and look ahead. I'm going to break it all down and look at each each league has like, you know, I've used different teams and stuff like that. Mm. So I got to break it all down because you obviously have tons of options. But I'll tell you what, man, New England's not off the table. New England yeah, is I on think the table a, for this. That's, a, that's an option. Uh, I, I thought the last two weeks were really easy. I thought Indianapolis was a no-brainer last Sunday. And I actually thought Minnesota was a no-brainer the week before. I know it got hairy at the end, but I, I thought it was clearly the right play because when are you going to use the Vikings other than that? Uh, this week, there's a whole bunch of teams uh, I could justify, but it, it's tempting to just take the free spot with Arizona and just move to next week and let all your competitors just get cute because Houston, <laughs> Houston, as long as they've got that kid playing quarterback, they're not, they're not an NFL team. They're not an NFL team. 
No, they're they're not going to go into Arizona. But if you can then escape the other Houston, option or New England, you can, if you can escape, then you're like yeah, and save pretty. and save Arizona. No, it's true. And there's there's also a case to be made for using the Rams and saving saving Arizona and saving the Packers for later in the season. Packers are a good option too. Uh, Washington is just an embarrassment of an organization. So I, I you don't think, think they can go into Lambo this week. You don't think they can go into no. Lambo? No, I do. I do not think so. No, I don't think so. But I, I it's tempting though. If if Houston's going to play this Davis Mills kid again, then it's it'd be hard for me to say that you shouldn't just take Arizona, let everybody else get too cute. The way a lot of people got too cute on Sunday night with Pittsburgh, and they were very fortunate. If you had Pittsburgh in a survivor pool, you were very lucky on Sunday night. Again, but again, Survivor, you're not trying to w- survive and advance sure. with ease. You're trying to win a whole darn pool, and you need to save That's certain true. I, bullets. I think, it, I think a lot of it depends on how many entries you have, though. You know, If you've got a whole bunch of entries, you can, play the, you can do a little bit more of that game theory. If you've got one right. entry, just keep winning. Just keep winning and just keep advancing. Let the other people do those things. But yes, if you've got a whole bunch of entries and a whole bunch of different Survivor pools... I agree with you, and, and New England could definitely be a play there. Although I feel like the Jets are kind of frisky. They are, and that's why it's a little bit of a gamble, for sure. Uh, the Jets are sure. frisky. There's no doubt about it. And obviously they burned a few people who took the Titans for some reason at the Jets earlier this year. But, <laughs> oh, man, it's yeah. it's Survivor for a reason. It's a, these, are, these are tough situations. So, all right, so the big spreads, nothing jumps out to me. I mean, look, I think Detroit sucks, um, but – you know, the Rams, they had a nice double-digit beat down against the Giants last week. It's just hard to lay that kind yeah. of lumber in the NFL. If I were to fade any of them, I would take the Bears, and I might even just take them in general. I think the secondary is really vulnerable. The Eagles got to them and backdoor covered. Tampa's offense, obviously much better at home, like most people are, uh, playing better at home than on the road. But 12.5 is tempting with Chicago. That's one side I'm very intrigued by. In terms of the rest of the games, with more conventional point spreads let's start with kansas city just because the public loves them and now they're back on track a little bit and we, we have more tickets on kansas city here than any other team this week uh that kansas city is going to be they'll be probably or tennessee i should say will be our biggest need in the morning tennessee's pretty solid they're four and two they had a very good win over buffalo on monday night very good offensive team they should be able to move the ball at will against Kansas City's defense, but the, the public is all over the Chiefs in this game. They almost always are. You know, we got we got crushed on on Sunday morning when Kansas City blew out the Redskins or the football team, and we're gonna need. It's gonna be a very similar position for us this Sunday morning. We'll need Tennessee very big, very one-sided ticket count, lot big volume of bets, and it's all Chiefs. What do you guys make of it? Where do you have them ranked in your? Um, futures board because they're like third at most yeah. places. I don't know that you can really like. I, there's no way you could put them ahead of Buffalo or or um, Tampa Bay right now in terms of like in terms of power rankings. It's, it's a separate argument of like who in terms of power rankings versus in terms of future positions. Like who's better, Buffalo or Kansas City? I'd, I'd lean to Buffalo. Who's favored is clearly Buffalo because what we talked about a couple of weeks ago, the schedule Buffalo has. Even with that loss on Monday night, Buffalo very likely to be the one seed in the AFC. I know Baltimore's ahead of them right now, but Baltimore's got a much tougher road the rest of the way, and we're only about a third of the way through the season. Right now, Buffalo is five to two to win the AFC. Kansas City three to one despite their hard schedule and their three and three record. 
and we got the Ravens at five to one. They're the third favorite. That's crazy to me that Kansas City is the second favorite in the AFC. Well, Kansas City could could absolutely be favored in a let's let's picture a playoff game in January and Kansas City goes into Baltimore. Let's just pretend that's the matchup in the second round. Kansas City very likely be favored in that game, depending on how they're playing at that time. Obviously, that's way in the future, and that's very speculative. But most likely, I think the Chiefs would be favored in that game. Right, but Kansas City's defense may prevent them from getting into the playoffs. <laughs> no, I know that. I know that. But you've, you've got to guard against uh, these teams that have the highest power ratings, these teams that are going to be favored in the postseason games, like the Chiefs. Also, I should mention, we've got a decent liability on the Chiefs. Because gotcha. even though they have struggled, they have struggled, but certainly they're a team that's very, very popular in the future book. Even as they struggle a little bit, we continue to write pretty, pretty significant wagers on the Chiefs. Even last week, uh, we had a guy come in, made a pretty significant wager on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. So uh, people are not going to stop betting on the Chiefs, not as long as they have Patrick Mahomes. Um, it's fair. It's fair. I know you got to protect your, your liability and go from there, but man, that defense is something. So it's brutal. The defense, and it's, it really shows how awful Washington is. Washington got shut out in the second half, shut out in 30 minutes of football against the chiefs. It doesn't even seem possible. Hmm. And yet here we are happened in real life. Um, so you think Washington will be your biggest need or, or Tennessee, uh, Tennessee, Tennessee and Washington, because you, you've got, you're going to have so many uh, teasers and money line parlays with Green Bay. Tennessee and Washington will be, uh, will be the big ones. Philadelphia will be a big one. Look at the afternoon, at least at the Superbook in Nevada, look at the afternoon games. It's a very weak afternoon slate of games. Okay. And with the, the other two games are such huge favorites. Tampa Bay and Arizona are such huge favorites. Or, I'm sorry, and the Rams. Excuse me, the other three games. All big favorites, all over 10 points. So the, the public is going to focus in more on that Eagles-Raiders game, especially here in Nevada. They're going to bet the Raiders like crazy. So I think Philadelphia is going to be a big need for us as well on Sunday. Ooh, Ed Salmon squaring off with the betting public. Yes, this, this Ed Salmon's uh, Eagles super fan, Ed Salmon's. Will, be, uh, will, will he be wearing his horse mask at all? I don't know what he's going to wear. Uh, maybe come in with like a Randall Cunningham jersey or something. I don't know. He's pretty professional. He doesn't get uh, he doesn't get sideways too often. Intriguing game for me. This line really hasn't moved much. Cincy and Baltimore. Ravens six and a half. Cincy's yeah. a nice team, right? They're nice. They've turned things around. Won a couple close games. You know, mm-hmm. doing some nice things. Joe Burrow obviously looks solid. Jamar Chase leading the uh, offensive rookie of the year betting board at most shops. Might be a might be a ten point win for the Ravens here. Uh, probably the best game of the week in the NFL, I think, is Cincinnati at Baltimore. We we had a guy that we do respect came in last night. Bet uh, bet twenty thousand on Cincinnati plus six and a half. That's why you see us down to minus six on Baltimore right now. So uh, two very two really solid teams. I think Cincinnati's a pretty solid team. They could easily be five and one if the field goals had gone a little differently in that loss to Green Bay a couple of weekends ago. And Baltimore, obviously, one of the best teams in the league. We know that. So good matchup here in the morning. And it looks like we'll need probably Baltimore at this point because there's some bigger bets on the Bengals. But I, there's going to be a lot of action here in the next three days. Since he could also be 2-4 and four if we want to play that game. but Oh, that's true. 
but they, they've had some they've had some times where they did impress me. Uh, Burrow, it's obvious that Burrow is going to be one of the elite quarterbacks in the league for a long time. Yeah, and 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 Jamar Chase is a special player. I don't trust that coach. You know, I don't trust Zach Taylor. No, I think he's uh, I think he's too conservative at times. But there's a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball for Cincinnati. I got something for the people, including you, Murray. There's some shops out there still offering coach of the year odds. How about mm-hmm. John Harbaugh, twenty to one? Well, he's done. A, he's really done an exceptional job. Baltimore's had a tough schedule to start this season. I know we we always play this game. The record could be this, could be that. Baltimore could easily be undefeated. I was at that game week one at Allegiant Stadium. Baltimore should have really beat the Raiders in that game. So I know you could argue that they should have lost to Kansas City, and that's fair. But that's a team that's Detroit. very close. Just one. Oh, and Detroit. <laughs> I forgot about Detroit. Uh, yeah, good point. They should have definitely lost to Detroit. But they're a team that's one overtime away from being undefeated themselves. And John Harbaugh deserves a lot of the credit for that. He, he's doing a great job again. So it's 20 to 1. I just think the market, you know, when you, when you look at these futures, you have to think of narratives and the voters, right? And Lamar Jackson, obviously in the MVP discussion, of course he is. He's getting a little buzz. and But I just think with all their injuries and I think the Lions are the only team that's had more I forget but Harbaugh's gonna get a lot of credit if he keeps this train on the tracks and they win the division because obviously the Steelers are out of it and the Browns obviously banged up and kind of disappointing so Baltimore seems like the team to beat right now and if they get there keep in mind Stefanski won it last year 11 win season as a wild card so it doesn't have to go with the one seed here like the MVP Mm -hmm. typically does so I just I just think Harbaugh's gonna get the credit and maybe the narrative will help him. Like, for example, McCarthy is 14 to 1. Now, you and I have well documented where we stand on McCarthy. But if, let's say uh, the Cowboys yeah. are the one or the two seed, McCarthy's not winning coach of the year. Dak is going to get MVP votes instead. Dak will get the credit, not McCarthy. But if the Ravens get up there and they say they finish with the two or the three seed, like Harbaugh is going to get the credit if Lamar Jackson's not the MVP and there was so many competitive quarterbacks for that award i think 20 to 1 is a stupid number he should be like 8 to 1 somebody other than mccarthy needs to get the credit if dallas does have the season you're describing i'll say that much <laughs> uh I, I know I, I know what you're saying though I, I can't really disagree and really uh harbaugh does a, harbaugh seems to do a great job every year so there's no surprise that could be the only thing that works against him is it kind of gets taken for granted at this point right. that he and they're going to look to like some new blood, maybe a Brandon Staley, somebody like that. Well, he's plus 450 right now, and I get yeah, it. I, I get it so far the way the games have been played, but remember, there's a lot of games left and a lot of things can happen. Oh, yeah. There's no reason to bet Staley at plus 450. And we talked earlier about the Chiefs in the future book. Uh, the, the reason why they're, they're still so low is because of what you just said. We've only played a third of the NFL season. There's a very long way to go here. And we always expect the, the cream to rise to the top. Mike McCarthy, not somebody we expect to rise to the top. Let me yeah, he's not that. cream. He is not, not the no. cream. I don't know uh, what he is. I'm not sure. Okay, not so cream. what do you make of the Atlanta-Miami line sw- swing here? I mean, you have Falcons mm-hmm. at three here at a lot of books, and they were two-and-a-half-point dogs on the uh, look-ahead. Is Miami that bad? Very one-sided betting. Uh, is probably the main reason that you're seeing that. Every, Atlanta's getting a ton of action from just from the the public players. There were some sharper guys that were taking it at Pickham when we first opened it, but the way that this is just the, the numbers moving that way because that's the way the game is being bet. Everybody's on Atlanta in the spot. Miami, uh, 
lost season, I, I would have to say, for the Miami Dolphins at this point. Uh, they just they, they don't look like they're going to get it fixed. And don't they usually give the team a bye week after they play in London? Yeah, that's the big jet lag thing that I mean, yeah. their opponent, Atlanta's getting it, but Miami did not get it. It's really strange. It's We looked it up. There's been four instances of it and two and two ATS in the past that, that first came back. So, mm-hmm. I mean, look, these guys are young and great in shape and athletes, and you know, they might be okay battling jet lag. That's, that's the thought process. I agree with that. I just thought that that was generally they, they used to give the or they like to give the team the bye week after that game. Uh, so I think it's a little surprising to see them in this spot, and they're playing a team that's off of its own bye week, like you mentioned. So there there are there are several variables that point in Atlanta's favor in this game. I wouldn't make a big habit to go laying points on the road with the Atlanta Falcons, by the way. That's, I don't that's know that the that's concept. It's a principal yeah. bet for me. Yeah, I don't know if that's something I'd be in a rush to do myself. Uh, I don't think much of of that organization either. So, yeah, and I I, I want to avoid all sorts of Atlanta bets. Like that's my mm-hmm. you know good 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 resolution. You're talking about are you talking about the Braves or and the Falcons <laughs> or t- the city? Kick me while I'm down. Why don't you? Oof, sorry. Um, sorry. No, I, I, I'm I just, just a again, better. I'm a bitter Red Sox futures ticket holder. Ugh. And uh, I'm I a bitter Blue Jays. At least you got to the playoffs. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I got that. No, I mean I think the Falcons. We, it's well documented, right? They're the team that you just can't figure out, and everyone mm-hmm. is just like, "Why well, bet the Falcons?" It's just a tempting team. But um, no, I, look, I, I oh, we forgot about this big Carolina Giants game before I we went to the afternoon game. Carolina lane points on the road. Sam Darnold back at MetLife. Yeah. And it's about four to one tickets on Carolina, but there's not a lot of volume on that game. So, like, right now, all the bets are coming in on one side on Carolina. But this looks like, you know, how we always say that these bad Thursday games that nobody would bet them if they were on Sunday at 10 a.m. This is what we're talking about. This game is Sunday at 10 a.m. and nobody cares. There's very little action on this game. Whereas if it was Thursday night, we would have a huge need on the Giants. Uh, just very, very little volume. Carolina, New York. No one cares, I guess, about Sam Donald going back to New York. Very low interest game. Yeah, very low interest. Okay, let's go to the afternoon games. You mentioned the double-digit lines everywhere but Las Vegas. This line is held steady at three. Really intriguing game because very contrasting styles with the Eagles and Raiders. Uh, it be interesting to see the Raiders' defensive front, which has been really solid this year, get pressure on Hurts but also contain him because of his mobility and whether the Eagles can actually contain the aerial attack of the Raiders. Yeah, and I think I think Philadelphia is a little better than people realize they are. Maybe a little better than their they are better than their record. They played a really hard schedule hmm. already this season. You know, they played they played San Francisco, they played at Dallas, they played the Chiefs, they played at Carolina where they got a good win, and then last Thursday night they had to play the Buccaneers. So they've they've really had as hard of a schedule as any team in the league. I, I think it'd be safe to say, and I think they're a little better than that two and four record. Three extra days to prepare for this game. Coming off that Thursday night loss to the Buccaneers in Philadelphia, everyone's betting on the Raiders. It's about three to one here at the, at the Superbook in Nevada on the Raiders, and I think there's gonna be a lot of Eagles fans at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. I have buddies coming in town, friends of my brothers. I'm gonna mm-hmm. meet up with them for a little bit, but. Yeah, then that, that that was sort of the idea when the Golden Knights come here. You get some fans come in town for the weekend, stuff like that. Sure. Obviously, um, the transient city that is Las Vegas, there's already residents here who are fans of those teams for both hockey and the NFL. 
But that that's sort of the thought process behind it. I lean Eagles there. I, I think the Raiders dominating win last week, a little misleading in terms of the offensive output. I mean, there was a lot of third and longs, and Carr was able to chuck it up, and the defensive secondary was a little lost for the Broncos. That game got high scoring. I don't think this one will be. If anything, I'd probably play the under on that game. I, I respect both defensive fronts. But let's go to the Sunday night game because I think I think we have an interesting game here. I'm curious about the handle because I heard there's a lot of sharps on the Niners, and I I like Indy in this game. Yeah, Indy's a pretty popular public play actually. Here Ooh. it's like we have about a three and we got about a three and a half to one count right now on on Indianapolis. Now there was one player that I do respect. I saw him bet the Colts yesterday, but it seems like most of the money's on the dog in this spot. Interesting game. We don't really know how good San Francisco is. We know that Indianapolis is better than its record. We know that for sure about the Colts. They 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 they, they were like they were a dog against Miami a couple of weeks ago. If you remember that game, I mean, look look back at how silly that line was when the Colts were. I think they were getting two and a half against Miami. That was a bad line. I think the Colts are a little better than their record and are a little better than people realize right now. But but the public dog. That's enough Uh-oh. to scare me away. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the key is Kittle, right? He didn't play in that last game against Arizona, Trey Lance. But it looks like Garoppolo is going to play. So that that makes it different for me because I don't think Trey Lance is very good, at least, you know, as a rookie for right now. We'll see how he uh, grows into the role. But this Niners team is very disappointing. Shanahan's numbers as a dog versus a favorite, very different. And guys just weren't open when Garoppolo last played. They got completely smacked around by Green Bay. Had no business even being remotely close in that game. Yeah. And I'm, uh, yeah, I'm leaning to the Colts, though. But you got me a little concerned there with the public on there, and we'll see. We'll see. Sunday night, Geno Smith on primetime. You don't want to bet against Geno Smith in primetime. Oh, definitely not. What, what a matchup that is. Uh, <laughs> Geno Smith, Jameis Winston, one of my favorite players. You know that. A lot of money on this game already. It's all on the Saints. So some big bets on the Saints. We're at four and a half right now. And it actually looks like it's going to be a decent need game for us because of what we always talk about, the popularity of these road favorites. Seattle off the loss to Pittsburgh. They got the backup quarterback in there. I even heard rumors that they were looking at Cam Newton in Seattle. I think they ended up signing Jacob Easton instead. But Seattle's a a bit of a mess without the great Russell Wilson. And I can see why the public is coming in on New Orleans here. Yeah, Big Ben kept him in it. And he's Big Ben is just... Oh God, he's painful to watch. There's no doubt. That's why I thought people, like I thought people that used Pittsburgh last week were crazy in the Survivor. I'm like, are you sure? Like I know what you're doing. You got a backup quarterback, but Pittsburgh, this team can barely move the football. I know everybody got away with it, but I thought that was a big mistake. I'm on the over for this Monday nighter. In fact, it'll be my bonanza play. Speaking of which, let's get to the bonanza. It's time for Baby Bankroll Bonanza. All right, Murray, you are a beast in the Bonanza. So after a tough week five, I guess, doing the math, uh, nice bounce back win a week ago. You're an absolute machine here with all your plays. Right. So what, uh, uh, does Mike Zimmer, is Mike Zimmer trying to lose these games? Like it, it's, it's, I was watching the end of that Minnesota-Carolina game, and he did the same thing he did the week before against Detroit, where he was up by he was up by 11, and he attempted a long field goal, 
which missed. And then it, it, just, it just allows the other team to get back in the game. He did the same thing against the Lions. They were up by 10 in that game, and he attempted a long field to go up by 13, which does nothing for you. And that one missed, too. It's, it's almost Minnesota should have beat Carolina easily in that game. They should have won that game easily. And somehow we end up in overtime. Uh, pretty exciting game to watch. They also had a, a punt they blocked for a touchdown, which I thought that was like a college football thing. I, I don't uh, that, Mike, that, that Mike Zimmer. I mean, he just the guy can't play with a lead. He can't coach with a lead. Uh, I, I won't be on the Vikings anytime soon. I've had enough of them. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, look, I had the Eagles over twenty-two and a half for team total lands twenty-two, but they do cover, so I got cute Oof. there. Frustrating, and then you know after we did the pod, all these. More Browns injuries surfaced, and I knew I was doomed. They were never getting to that team total. But okay, Murray, very banged you, up offense. You are in uh, really banged up on offense. Good position here. I have a feeling I might have to. Uh, I might go heavy. Okay, so I'll let you first. You're on the tee wow. box first. Well, hold on. Today is October 21st. I mean, we're doing this thing all the way until the Super Bowl, right? I mean, we, we, yeah. you got to go heavy already. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I only I I like one play this week. I think they're going to win the game outright. I, Philadelphia plus the three is pretty much painted three everywhere. So uh, easy. I'll, I'll say, give me Eagles plus three for. Uh, let's do two thousand. Ooh, I, pressing I really, a little bit. I think I think Philadelphia wins this game. I, I I just I think they've played a really hard schedule. I know they've played a really hard schedule, and I, I think they're going to go out there and get this win. Fair enough. So I'm going to do a dime on the Monday nighter over 42 and a half is uh, I don't see any more 42s, but you got some solid 42 and a halfs everywhere. So I'll do a dime on the over. Do you have another player? Is that just your one one bullet? Uh, I I like Indianapolis too. Uh, that that's the other that's the other game I was considering for for our program here. But I'm just going to stick with the Eagles right now. Uh, just seeing everyone betting on the Colts has me a little scared. And 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 the Colts they still have so many guys hurt. You know, I, I see T.Y. Hilton is now listed as questionable. Obviously, Quentin Nelson's out. You know, he's been out for a while. But they're still a very banged-up team, although I do think I, I do think that they're better than their record indicates. And I, again, will say it's always fun to look back at the lines from previous weeks and think about how ridiculous it is that they were a dog against this Miami team. No, and Jacoby it, Brissett as the quarterback. Jacoby Brissett was the QB in that game, too. Uh, I mean, that, that, that was just a ridiculous number. Ridiculous. Well, and they just lost one of their safeties who tore his what Achilles in practice yesterday. Yeah, so it just uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay away from that one, and I'll just stick with Philadelphia. Uh, but I, I was that was the other one yesterday when I was looking at the board, preparing for my media rounds. I was looking at the Colts as well, but I'll go with the Eagles. Yeah, Julian Blackman. Um, mm-hmm. It's really he was very playing really well, young safety. So that's bad news there. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it, Murray. I'll do it for the people. We'll take a position on oh, New yeah. England minus seven. Okay. I see at bet MGM um, minus seven. Even I will do twenty five hundred on New England minus seven. I got. I'm still like haunted because I got. I was in uh, stations last man standing, and I had New England plus four and a half. Oh. And I got knocked out of the last man standing on on New England plus four and a half. So I I can't uh, I can't back the Patriots right now. Um, I got the the wound is too fresh. That was but, a bad beat for uh, sure. I, oh, that was so bad. But 
<laughs> but I wish you well with the Patriots. Well, I Maybe think we're going to play that. it back. We're going to try to set up a middle, get yeah. cute, have some fun with it. I know the people like it. It's better to do it on an island sure. game because the public's really uh, – the, the Twitter interaction right. is just pristine. But, um, okay, so let's do that, and I'll play it back and try to set up a middle and get back into the race. A little bailout. We'll play it back if you can. Ooh. You know, if you can, yeah, play of course. It back. Let's keep That's that why in I only mind. did 2,500 and not like 5K, right? You know? Got you. I got you. Cool, man. Sounds good. All right. Good stuff as always, my friend. Best of luck to everyone listening, and uh, we'll do it again next week. Yep. I'll talk to you next Thursday, buddy. This has been Baby Bankroll Bonanza. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of Daily Wager Extra Podcast. Appreciate everyone. Um, downloading subscribing rating reviewing all those metrics and analytics help us and um you know just staying with us throughout the football season we know there are a lot of options out there we try to put out all the content you guys like and then hopefully pick some winners as well so we'll do uh daily wager tonight six eastern same situation for tomorrow sunday morning 9 a.m eastern and then uh we got podcasts a bunch so a bunch of content out there and don't forget espn.com's chalk section so best of luck to everyone And we'll see you back here on the Daily Wager podcast tomorrow morning. 